Welcome to Yes Catholic, the place where real people share their real stories and realize it is all God's grace on the move. I'm your host, David Patterson, and every week we hear a new guest share their story of how they came to give their yes to Jesus and his church. So let's get started. Welcome to Yes Catholic. Really excited for you to share your story. For those who don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about yourself before we dive into the rapid fire? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm a college basketball coach at Millican University um, and a husband, 10 years now. We have four kids and almost 10 years. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Going on 10 years. And um, I played college basketball. I've coached basketball for 10 years. Um, And yeah. What about you? I stay at home with our kids. I homeschool um, three of the fourth ones, a baby. Obviously, my um that's about it and this is more of like his realm he was like hey we're going live on this instagram page and i'm like oh so yeah i didn't but so bear I, with me he's the public asked, speaker not when me. you asked i said yes oh, to yeah. Her, so. oh yeah bad move i guess <laughs> no love and marriage you'll, you'll be great don't worry at all so uh we're gonna play some rapid fire maybe we'll like alternate between questions or you can both answer whatever you prefer i'm just gonna rhyme off some questions answer as quickly as possible okay go to order at a coffee shop oh that's you you're the coffee yeah i'm the coffee girl um right now iced coffee um i always get a butter pecan iced coffee i don't like coffee i'd go with a smoothie probably mango strawberry one of those okay you got booster juice at where where you are or no booster (laughs) <laughs> is that a canadian thing i don't know anyways okay moving on um but you wait wait, wait. did you say butter pecan for butter. coffee yep okay i'm gonna have to try that someday I've, I've never tried that yet before okay next question how would you describe yourself as a kid in three words oh man um i was stubborn um energetic and goofy okay um i was strong-willed and i would say imaginative i'm the youngest of four so i was kind of just toted around and played by myself a lot (laughs) okay imaginative very nice who inspires you go ahead me all right um i would say mary because becoming a mother i realized i mean she had one but she had the child of god and i constantly call on her for patience because being a mother is trying, and I can only imagine being the mother of God, how difficult that was. But, yes, she inspires me. Yeah. Um, for me, for me, it's probably my father, um, who's who's been kind of the biggest um, motivator and inspiration for me. He's also a college basketball coach. And oh, cool. Look up to him a lot, and he's been a great mentor in my life, and he's a strong Catholic man, um, very holy man in my opinion. Um, so he's he's been a huge, huge inspiration for me. Very cool. Okay. If you could have coffee or smoothie, butter pecan, mango, <laughs> with any saint, who would it be? For me, it's St. Joseph. Um, he's, he's one of my favorite saints. And again, similar to Andrea with Mary, you know, that, that gosh, I can't imagine being the protector of, you know, Christ and, and Mary and, you know, doing it in a humble, um, you know, God willing way. It's just yeah. uh, something I would like to pick a brain with. Cool. Uh, I'm going to be St. Diana. Um, I love her. <laughs> yeah. Powerful, powerful witness. And there were so many comments to your posts as well. 
Um, just about that daily task and being a stay-at-home mom. It was beautiful being able to post that today. So that's absolutely right. That's great. Okay, last question. Uh, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? There's oh, a man. lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, where I, do I begin? When he's coming back, uh, I'd like to know. <laughs> that would be good to know. Uh, so that, that'll be mine. Jesus, when are you coming back? Um, I think mine would, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine would be, um, we both had family members pass away. So have they made it to heaven? Just, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Are they with you? Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Yep. Okay. Friends. Uh, I'm just going to kick things off with an opening prayer and then we'll get you to share your story. In the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Come Holy spirit. Come Holy spirit. Teach us how to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much uh, for the vocation of marriage. I thank you for Kramer and Andrea. And Lord, I just pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to be with us this evening. Lord, I just pray for everyone who is tuning in tonight and who will tune in the future. Lord, I just pray that you would open our hearts to receive what you want us to receive, Lord. Help us to say yes to you every single day of our lives. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, let's dive right in. Where does your story begin? Let's do it. Let's I'm excited. It. <laughs> it's, it's a long story. Um, our story began in sixth grade, actually. Sixth grade is when we first met. Um, so okay. I, I had lived in Wisconsin. Um, my dad was a basketball coach um, up at UW, and um, we you know, had, to, had to move. And it was one of the, you know, one of the more trying things in my life as a fifth grade kid, you're leaving your friends and all that. So we moved down to the St. Louis area and um, we end, I ended up going to St. Cletus Catholic grade school down there. And she is in my sixth grade class and, and we met there and she was at, uh, I was first recessed at St. Cletus, didn't know anybody. And Andrea came over to me while I was sitting on the bench and asked if I wanted to play uh, play soccer. So was, sixth grade. I thought yeah. he was cute. Yeah, you know? I, you know, I was a cutie back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we joke now. We I was cleaning out my parents' house when I moved. I've lived. He's moved a ton. I've lived in the same house. My mom grew up in that house. My family, or you know, my siblings, we were all raised there. I was cleaning it out, and I found my seventh grade diary and my uh, New Year's wish was to make Kramer fall in love with me. It didn't happen then, but I mean, fast forward, yes. what was it like six years later? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. It actually worked. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty neat. Pretty neat. That's a cool story. Yeah. Yep. It's good. And then, so yeah, we, you know, we, I would say, you know, we were friends in, in grade school and I'm sure in a innocent grade school way thought, oh, you know, I, I like her or whatever. Um, and then we ended up going to um, separate high schools in town. She went to the Catholic high school in town. I went to the public high school in town. Um, and, and then after that, she went to Mizzou, um, Missouri university. And I went to Miami of Ohio to play basketball. So we, we had maybe seen each other here or there, but didn't talk much. Um, didn't date at all through high school, um, kind of went our separate ways. And, and then what was it? Sophomore year of college? Yeah. Sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, sophomore year of college, it was like Christmas break, and we always joke, we don't really like Facebook and all the social media, but we're thankful for it because 
we connected, we became friends again on Facebook and he sent me a message and we were chatting a little bit and he was like, Oh, well, I'll message you tomorrow. And I slyly was like, well, you could ask for my phone number. Mm -hmm. Um, so she had game. I didn't. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So then we connected, talked for a while. And then I think I, I drove eight hours to go see him Mm -hmm. and have been what six years since we had really actually seen each other. Um, and we weren't dating or anything, but, we wanted to see each other. We had talked on the phone a lot, Facebook, all of that, and drove eight hours. Didn't tell anybody where I was going. Probably should have now that I look back at that. But um, yeah, I got there and yep, yep. that was. And then I, that after my sophomore year of college, I transferred um, from Miami of Ohio back home and played my final two years at Lindenwood University. And my dad was the head coach at the time, so I played for my dad. But that got me about an hour and a half away from Missouri, and that's when we started dating. And um, and then what? Four, three years later, four years later, we were engaged. Two. Two. Two years later, we were engaged. I love how you two are like bouncing off of each other with the story. It's fun. He's really bad memory. Like sometimes I joke, like I'm surprised he still remembers he's married to me. Yeah, but no, we dated for, it was only probably a year and a half. And then right after college, we got engaged really young. I mean, I was 22. Yep. 22. Yep. He wow. was um, a year engagement, got married. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, right. We got married and how about a few, few months later, we were pregnant and had our first child uh, a little over a year later, a little less than a year later. And now, and now nine years later, we have four and um, my coaching journey is, you know, already brought us to several different places and um, it's just been, it's just been a, an amazing ride so far. And I'm thankful for her every day uh, and what she does with our kids. She homeschools our kids and we have an infant who's the four. So she's a superwoman, and it's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Stay at home mom is definitely a full-time job in itself. For sure. So, <laughs> uh, and so a question though is like, where did the faith kind of really come into play? Like, what, were you raised Catholic and have always kind of been practicing the faith, or was there kind of like a turning point for for both of you? Yeah. So for for me, you know, well, we're both cradle Catholics, and yep. kind of the same journey um, in that, you know. Like a lot of us, we were probably poorly catechized, um, you know, didn't didn't hate the faith, but like was very disinterested in it. You know, grade school just went to church because mom and dad told us to. And then, you know, high school, you're completely disinterested and don't want to go at all, but you're still being dragged there. Then when yep. you go to college, it's like, okay, I'm on my own now. So see you later. And at least for me, that's when I probably fell furthest away from the faith and just you know, just got lost in all that our world says is good and, and is what you should be pursuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how you feel about your journey that way, but later for me is kind of when we got engaged and, you know, I started thinking, okay, a wife, going to have a family. I got to get serious about some things and there, there has to be something more. And that's when I kind of started reinvestigating the Catholic faith kind of make my journey or reconversion back home is what I call it. Yeah, pretty similar. I mean, cradle Catholic. I mean, I even went to more um, Catholic schooling than he did, obviously going to high school. 
And I always look back and think like, I feel like I didn't really learn anything about the faith. Now, as I learn more and more, like something happened in our, we got in a car accident later down the road. And he said, well, why don't you just start praying the rosary? And I didn't even know how to pray the rosary. Like I'm, you know, 27 years old, all this Catholic schooling. So very poorly catechized. Um, Same with college. I mean, I had a church right behind where I lived and I, went on the holidays. I was that person that showed up for, oh, that light went out, um, for those, but yeah, the same way. And then I think he obviously led the way with our journey back to the faith, um, which I'm so grateful and thankful for, but as he finds something out, he would tell me and I kind of, you know, and then I wanted to know more as I saw him diving into the faith, reading all these books. So, I think together we did that. Um, he was definitely the first to really like dive in and he never pushed it. And I'm thankful for that because if he would push it, I'm strong willed or stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have resisted a whole lot. Um, so he would always just suggest things. And honestly, I didn't read my first like real Catholic book until about two years ago. So wow. yeah, our journeys are similar, but he definitely led the way. And I think it was after we had our first kid that I really started to think about the faith and what we were going to do and how we were going to raise our kids and Mm. morals, values, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing what God's grace can do when you open yourself up to him. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say was the, the major turning point for you in regards to the faith? Like what to kind of be like, Whoa, you know, like this is gotta be all in here. Yeah. Yeah. For me, and maybe a little bit started with you, but for me, there was kind of this trial period in my life um, where it was about a year after we had been married um, and our our oldest son had just been born. Um, I was at, at the time um, an assistant coach for my dad. So I was working under my dad and he, um, it was 2015, he got offered an assistant position at the University of Virginia um, to go be the assistant basketball coach there. And um, he took it, obviously, because you don't turn down an assistant position. Um, but when he did that, when he went, I I was out of the job. Um, you know, my boss left, a new head coach comes in and he brings his own assistants. So I was out of the job at that point. And, you know, we, she had a, you know, a minimum paying job. We just bought a new house, had a, had a new son. Um, and I was scrambling and looking for jobs and sending resumes and making calls and trying to find any coaching position I could. And it just wasn't happening. Mm. It just wasn't happening. It, you know, started in probably April that I started looking and it went all the way through the summer and we got to early September and I still didn't have a job. I had gotten to a point where I was, was like, okay, I'm going to be a stay at home dad for a year. Um, and that during that time was kind of this awakening for me of this, Mm. um, realization that like, I am not self-sufficient, you know, I was the guy who's, I'm going to get this done. You know, I I need to get a job. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to send a million resumes and I'm going to make it happen. And you get to that point where it's like, you throw up your hands and you say, I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not sufficient. You know, I cannot handle this. So that summer for me, you know, as she was working and I was home with our child, there was a lot of contemplation time and a lot of reading the Bible and praying. And I just got to a point that summer where it was like, I'm handing it all over to you. 
you take care of it. If you want me to be a, a basketball coach, I'll be one. If you don't want me to be, I won't be one. And yeah. later in September, I got offered a full-time job uh, where I'm at. Wow. Right and it was it was something that really kind of kick-started me in my faith journey. And then after that, I started really diving deep into the Catholic theology, the Catholic side of things. And yeah. that's when I really began to spark and then, you know, share stuff with her. So that was for me kind of the, the biggest aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. Someone just commented surrender. Yeah, exactly. What it was, it was, it was God just poking at me and gently nudging me to, to finally let go and say, God, my life is yours. I, I come to you with open hands, take care of everything. That that's what it was. It, it was him just being a gentle father and saying, it's okay, let go. You can't handle this. And finally, in my stubbornness, I finally said, all right, you're right. <laughs> it was good. That's powerful, man. What about you, Andrea? Like, was there, was it around the same time of that happening or? Yeah, I started, like I said, with marrying book and then he started again, just sharing little snippets of things. And I think it was really when he started more on like the Eucharist and things that were in the mass. Um, Cause obviously we, at this point we were going to mass regularly. We didn't miss, we had understood, sure. understood now what missing math meant. Um, so we were going, but learning more about the faith and really what was going on in the church and mass and all of that. I think that's what sparked us. And obviously as we had more kids, that was another yeah. trigger for me to want to know more so we could teach them because they start to ask a lot of questions um, <laughs> and I couldn't answer them. So that's yeah. what, like, I want to have, obviously I still look up a lot of things and teaching them, you know, religion and the catechism at home. I'm, I honestly have learned more in the last few years homeschooling them than I think I ever learned actually going to school. So wow. uh, I think that's another thing that really sparked my faith was to be able to teach our kids about that. Especially, I mean, that's one of the biggest things they would ask us a lot of questions about. Yeah. I wouldn't say you know, like David, I wouldn't say we were like ever like out of the church or like going to a different church. Yeah. Like, we were married in a Catholic church and when we got married, we go to church, but I don't, I don't think we fully understood the enormity of our faith. You know, mm -hmm. like we didn't fully understand what we were taking part in. And, and I think that that was kind of the exciting journey that we went on that I kind of started first where I really started diving into this, you know, theological understanding of the faith. And then the more, as, as people know, who study the Catholic faith is the more you get into it, the more it like, is like, this is unbelievable. Oh my gosh. And it was like welling me up. So I started throwing stuff at her like, did you know this? And then, and then, you know, I, it just kind of kept going and kept going and it was, it was fun. And now, you know, now we're to a place where we really feel like we're strong in our faith. But then at the same time, as you know, you keep going and there's still more to learn. And like oh, yeah. doing this my whole life of like, you know, finding out stuff that I didn't know about because our faith is so rich in history and, you know, 2000 years of, uh, of history is just phenomenal and you, you can't get enough of it. Yeah. 100%. I love that. Um, and I got to ask though, cause I'm pretty sure I came across one of your reels and that's how I actually found your account. Like when did the reels actually start friends? <laughs> Like what inspired that? Because you guys are hilarious, both of you. Yeah. Uh, 
our mass reel, yeah. maybe. So that was so that was our post um, post press con or post mass press conference um, reel, probably. Yes, I think that was it. We got a ton together, but I saw a, a cousin of mine who lives up in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, some friends of his put a, a video out on YouTube, of, like a post mass or a post church press conference, and I thought it was a hilarious idea. So I. Yeah. Kind of stand off to their idea and um we kind of made our own of like okay what do our kids do at mass that just just is blowing our minds and then you know as a basketball coach the, the post mass press conference i thought was a funny thing so yeah we we did that as kind of just a little uh, fun almost like a date night thing to do and nice uh, it was it was fun it was neat and i think we did it a sunday after it was like <laughs> yeah. one of those masses Oh, that's funny. That's a, that's a lot of fun. All right. Well, you, you had a number of questions that came flying in throughout the week. What I was saying right before you jumped back on the call is uh, if anyone has any questions, there's that question sticker that is below. So feel free to submit any of your questions for Kramer and Andrea. All right. The first question that came in was, how do I discern my vocation in life? Any advice? Any thoughts there, friends? Oh, man. Yeah, that that's a great challenge. I think anytime you're discerning anything, whether it's, you know, your vocation in life or, or decision that you have to make, it has to be rooted in prayer. Um, you know, I think our whole life has to be rooted in prayer. And the more time that you spend with the Lord, um, of course, asking and talking, but most especially, I think, listening um, is, I think, where you're going to find answers. And at the end of the day, um, I, I don't think, I think, we sometimes get lost, at least for me, sometimes get lost in like, there's only one path that, that God wants me to take. And I don't think that's true. I think it's more of like, you know, there, there might be many good options. There might be two or three paths that are good options. Um, and, and God can work wonders out of any of those paths. But um, for me, uh, discernment comes from sitting with the Lord and most especially because I'm a talker and she tells me I'm a talker. I, I have trouble just being with the Lord and just receiving from him. Kramer, shut up and listen and stop talking. That, that's a key for discernment is just be quiet. Let, let God speak to your heart. Uh, so that's kind of thoughts for me. Yeah. Be, be still. I can say the same thing. And it's funny because our middle son, our second son, um, Today, I said, oh, are you going to live with mommy forever? And he said, I don't know, am I allowed to? Because I'm not getting married, and I don't want to be a priest. And I was like, well, you just got to pray and listen. He said, but I can't hear him. And I was like, well, you you got a lot of time to think about that. But definitely, I was like, just pray and listen. You'll you'll eventually hear it. <laughs> That's amazing. I love what kids say. I've, I've got two, uh, I got two boys myself. And some of the things they say about the faith and whatnot. It's like... <laughs> It's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. All right. How has growing in your relationship with Christ and his church impacted your vocation as a mother and wife, husband and father? Any thoughts there, friends? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been a, a huge uh, proponent piece for me. I mean, it's um, one of the one of the biggest things from from my faith journey that I think helped the most was I, I read a book called Practicing His Presence. Um, mm. Great book that I highly suggest to everyone listening. Um, and it it's about this idea of like trying to constantly be aware of Christ in your life, of God 
around you and with you at all times. And I, I started working that in my life. And when you do that, I think everything becomes easier especially in regards to being a husband and father when there's so many challenging moments, so many monotonous moments, so many times where you're just like, I, I don't want to do this or, or I'm tired. I, I want to rest. And it's like, if you can constantly remember that God's with you and that, you know, everything you do is for the Lord, then, then all this monotonous stuff that comes with being a dad and being a father um, and a husband, uh, becomes a way of praising God. And for me, that was a key piece of, of my journey of, you know, being a better husband and father. And I, I got to keep working at it because I'm definitely not perfect. Um, I would say for me, I'm going off the quote that you shared earlier from Gianna. I think realizing that my work I do in the house is really the most important um, because we live in a world of fame and you need your name out there and all of these things and honestly for a while like that's something I wanted you know like I want people to know who I am and when you're home and you're doing the same thing day after day sure what what am I doing <laughs> um it's yeah. just really work that matters and I think through faith and prayer and reading and connecting with other Catholic moms, even on Instagram, I mean, that's honestly been life changing for me to connect with other moms here. Um, I realized this is like the most important work that I could honestly be doing. If I'm, I'm going out into the world, I'm building up other people, but this is our, our little thing that I am most of the time the leader when I mean, he is, but day in and day out it's me yeah <laughs> and then i would think um as a wife too again with the worldly things where you know the whole women should be equal to men realizing that like he is together we're one but we also have differences in our marriage like he's the leader he's the head of the household the complementarity right um and I think getting that out of my mindset that's so ingrained, I mean, just in our society and everywhere you look and see and realizing that my roles that I have are given to me and they're, they're very significant. I think that's something that for a while you kind of feel like, is this really all that I'm going to do? And now I realize it's everything I'm supposed to do. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it makes me think of St. John Paul II saying that family is a school of love. And it's like, I don't think people realize it's like even the mundane tasks each day, if it's offered out of love, sacrificial love, that's, that's a pathway to holiness, yep. Yep. right? Which is, which is beautiful. And that's a vocation, right? That, that call. Um, okay. You got some questions flying in here. So give me one second. Um, you're good. You're good to go. Okay. That'll work. Here we go. What's your advice for a couple who wants to lead their prayer life with a busy schedule? How do you manage? Oh yeah, yeah. I I I struggle with this um, um, often in in regards of okay, when am I going to find time to just be with me and God? And um, you know, there's there's days where I try to wake up, you know, 
earlier than the kids, but <laughs> some days it's a five thirty wake up for our kids, and it's like, okay, I, that time's gone. Um, yeah. I I try to I try to get to daily at mass as often as I can. Um, you know, before before going into work. Um, and then another thing that I really like to do that I think anybody can do is when you get in your car, don't turn on the radio, don't turn on a podcast, just pray. You know, be with the Lord or, may, you know, maybe your drive time is your rosary time. That That's for me, my, my drive time from home to work or from home to mass or mass to work. That's my that's my rosary time. That's my divine mercy chaplet time. Yeah, I think when when you have a busy schedule like that, that that travel time can be used so well. Um, you know, if if you don't get lost by, oh, I need some more noise. I need my my radio, my podcast or whatever. So that's for me is, is, a, is a big part of my kind of fitting fitting my prayer time into my busy schedule. Um, for me, it's when I'm rocking the baby, doing dishes. Um, my rosary, honestly, is never like a sit down, hold my <laughs> pray my rosary. Yeah. Um, it is. I'll be like, I'm going to get a decade done while I make breakfast. So it's all over the place. Um, I do try, like we have a quiet time in our house. I try to sit down for like 15 minutes and read a faith book or finish my rosary. If I haven't finished it at that point, um, daily mass, we try to go once a week as a school right now with an infant. It's our schedules are all over, but we normally schedule that in, um, a family thing. We pray the rosary together on the way to mass. Um, we don't always finish it and we don't, force our kids to do it with us. They hear us. We do it out loud. We ask them what they want to pray for, for each one. Um, But it's kind of more of like a, you see what mom and dad are doing. It's a family thing. Everybody are, their prayers are, they're cute and funny. Um, And they're strapped in their car seat. Right. So so they they can't can't get out. You're going to pray. Um, and sometimes as a couple, we have prayed before going to bed. Um, We could honestly be a little bit better about that, but that's, that's something that, for me, it's uncomfortable. So if you're going to start praying together as a couple, for me, that was like, I don't want him to hear my prayers. Not like we don't keep secrets or anything, but that's something like very personal. So praying mm-hmm. together, I mean, I feel like that's another great way to grow as a couple. Um, yeah. yeah, I we think we should do that more. Yeah, it's <laughs> whenever, when, whenever we pray together, it's always, you go. I'm right? always like, you you can yeah. go, you got but it. But no, I think, I think praying together as a couple is, I mean, growing in intimacy that is mm-hmm. that is one of the the greatest ways because i mean literally you're pouring out your heart to god but for your spouse to be able to hear that mm-hmm. to hear you pouring your heart out to god of like this this is what my husband prays about on a daily basis this is what my wife prays about on a daily basis that's powerful stuff that that yeah. draws you closer together um and and then it really makes you aware of I am loved and this, this person cares for me deeply and mm. it, it is, a, is a great way to grow your, grow your relationship. Yeah. I love that so much. It's like intimacy. It's like into me. See, right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here we go. What? What is happening tonight? I don't even know what's happening. Okay, here we the go. Devil, he, he is attacking us right now. We've don't got worry. some, yeah. Okay. You don't want this out. <laughs> All right. So the question is, how do you lead your children into the Catholic faith? Take that. We're, yeah. Can't post it, but we'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll start since I school them. Um, yeah. So we have chosen, you know, full on curriculums that are Catholic based. Um, everything is Catholic. I mean, you open up the math book, there's pictures of saints, there's pictures of Jesus and Mary and 
all kinds of things. So I think it's literally ingrained in everything. And I read a homeschool, Catholic homeschooling book prior to finally making the decision to homeschool them. And that kind of triggered for me, like, there's so much that goes into your morals, your values, your faith, even reading sentences in your school books that, you know, talk about marriage and families and faith and you don't really think about it until you're teaching it. Um, so it's in everything that we're teaching them book wise, mm -hmm. but faith, I mean, we have, we take them to daily mass church on Sundays. Um, mm. you know, we're catechizing them through the Catholic books that we found. If you're looking for like books, um, what is it? We use Seton and St. Jerome's library have amazing stuff. Um, okay. I don't know what else. You yeah. Get. For me, for me on kind of a more, um, I don't just average or everyday level. I, anytime I've gotten an opportunity to speak at the end, you know, is kind of you ask questions and it never fails. Every time I've ever given a talk at a, at a church or a men's group or whatever, I always have people ask, you know, I have my, you know, my son or my granddaughter has fallen away from the faith. How, mm -hmm. how do I bring them back? And for me, my advice is always this in that um, kids kids most often when we tell them something it's going to go in one ear and out the other and they're going to forget about it but what we do what they see us do makes so much of the difference and and i this is personal for me i don't remember very little of what my dad told me when i was you know younger like i can't remember he said this but mm -hmm. i do remember he went to daily mass he went to adoration. He prayed his rosary often, you know, and like those things, they didn't, they didn't reap fruit quickly for me. You know, those seeds were planted when I was in grade school and the, the, the fruit didn't bore from those seeds until much later after college, you know, and that's when I started, asking, why, why would dad go to adoration? Why did he go to daily mass? And those memories of what my dad did, not what hmm. he said, those came back and had a profound effect on me. So I think that's the first thing that from a parent perspective is what we do is going to have the most profound effect on our children. If they see us reading the Bible, if they see us praising, praying the rosary, if they see us devoutly receiving the Eucharist or in, engrossed in the mass, that will have effect on them. May not have an effect on them right now, but those seeds that we plant now will will produce fruit sometime in their lives. And that, that I think, is, is a key piece for our, our children's growth in the faith. Yeah, I mean, if you think about living witnesses, it's the best evangelization. That's it. Right. And that's exactly what you're striving to do. I mean, everything that I'm hearing from you sharing your story and whatnot is like everything that we do is centered on Christ. Obviously we fail and mess up, but like the, the mission and the focus yep. is Christ and his church, you know? And when you do that, I mean, of course <laughs> your kids are going to grow up learning the faith. Right. And I think that's the message that you're that's sending it. so beautifully is like actions speak louder than words, which was someone just said, yep. being that living witness. That's right. Is, is right. so important. So I agree. All right. Well, friends, on that note, I just want to thank you so much for your yes to Jesus and his church. It's just been such a blessing to be able to hear you share your journey. I love the fact that you met like so young <laughs> and it was like in the diary. You know, oh, yeah. and, now, and now you're like a powerhouse couple for the Lord. It's just <laughs> it's amazing how the Lord does that, you know, it is. 
It's just so awesome. So if people want to connect um, yeah. and learn more about what you got going on, how would they do that? Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, I mean, just on Instagram, I'm running Catholic mom. Um, that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me there. He's got more of the. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I have uh, a website, KramerSoderberg.com. Um, and then my Instagram account, a Catholic coach. Um, I wrote a book called Fill Your Cup for Christ, a spiritual journey sown and grown through sports. Um, yeah. I self-published it. So I kind of you know, do my own. That's why I started my Instagram is just to kind of market my little book there. Um, and, and yeah, I, we, we love hearing from people. We love, um, you know, growing in faith with people, um, on Instagram and, and through social media and, and yeah, please, please pick up my book if you're interested and, uh, let me know if you like it or you don't like it. Um, <laughs> but hope you like it. That's awesome. Well, on that note, I just want to thank you once again for, for taking the time to share your stories. Uh, would you be able to close some prayer tonight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you for bringing us um, here today. Thank you for the, the vocation of marriage. Thank you for putting your spirit inside of each of us and, and making us aware of your presence always and, and making us realize that everything we do, everything we do in life can glorify you. The mundane, the boring, the insignificant is all an opportunity to glorify your name. Allow all who are on this call tonight to be strengthened uh, by your spirit and by your grace and to take steps towards you in perseverance towards eternal life. In your name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the ministry, please share with others, post about it on social media, or please leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest stories, you can follow us on Instagram at yes.catholic and visit our website, yescatholic.com. If you have benefited from Yes Catholic, please consider joining our Patreon community. Visit patreon.com slash yescatholic. I would like to thank our current patrons for your ongoing prayers, support, and contributions that have helped Yes Catholic reach thousands of souls all over the world each week. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you. You have a story. Don't be afraid to share the good news of how Jesus Christ has moved in your life with a family member, friend, or colleague. Give Jesus your yes every single day and watch the ripple effect of the gospel. Join us next week. The journey continues right here at Yes Catholic.